Well, I have a microphone, and you don't. So you will listen to every damn word I have to say! Remember how that music used to make me smile? Sing along if you know the words. And I knew if I had my chance, I could make those people dance, and maybe they'd be happy for a while. But February made me shiver with every paper I deliver. Bad news on the doorstep. I couldn't take one more step. I can't remember if I cried when I read about his widow bride. Something touched me deep inside the day. The music. You ready? Yep. All right. I don't even know what number this is. I don't either. I have a 139 question mark, but I can look that up real quick. Emotional. What's happened today? Emotional morning? A lot of things have happened. Are you? Yeah, there are a lot of things have happened. I know. Steam got uh, charged. We got Kobe Morrill. What else you got? What happens when we meet on a Monday? The world doesn't stop for this podcast. Oh, I believe we're on episode 138. We got the leaf blower guy out. <laughs> How big is your yard? Just so people can There is no it. yard. He's blowing the <laughs> fucking concrete pathway. He's been doing it for quite some time. It seems like it's not very necessary to do. It's like these people that run our uh, apartment complex haven't fixed our garage gate in two years and haven't given us awnings that actually are not ripped. Yeah. This place is like so ghetto. Yet... We have a guy that leaf blows our fucking concrete for uh, nothing. Um, it looks like he's done. Nope, spoke real fast. Uh, so we don't have a, we don't really have much of a schedule today. No, we. You've been working. You've been busy working. We've been working. Um, so on a secret movie, you can't talk about right. Secret movie. Hopefully, we'll talk about it at some point. Um. We did. Uh, I do have some. I do have a note. Great. Um, did you hear about Greg Robinson from the Cleveland Browns? No. X. I mean, he just, I don't think he's playing with them anymore. But oh, he got busted with a bunch of weed. Yeah. He okay. Like, he like drove from L.A. to Louisiana with 157 pounds of pot and got busted by some sort of border security guy. Um, he was driving on the 10 through Texas, some like rural Texas or yeah, some fucking place. And, uh, the dog sniffed it out and he's probably going to jail for a long time. Like, I mean, I don't know what got him pulled over, but you gotta be pretty careful if you got 157 pounds of weed. You just had him in duffel bags. You pretty much should just stay the speed limit. Yeah. He just, he just had him in duffel bags in his trunk or in his back of his SUV. Hmm. I mean, I don't know where you hide 157 pounds of weed. I guess, like, maybe the Colombians or somebody came up with a way to do it, putting it inside. You think Colombians brought the weed up from no, Colombia? I'm saying, no, I'm saying, like, in the past, I'm sure it's been hidden. People know how to hide it. I like that you went straight to Colombia. It's good. Speaking of Colombia, do you watch Narcos? No, I don't. Oh, okay. I heard season two is out. Yeah, uh, season two of Mexico. It's good. That's a one of uh, actually. I have a whole list what of shows that I, well, I have a whole list of shows that I started. You can tell me which ones you started, and um, kind of go over. Um, I, I think I wanted to start with some other somber news. Um, okay. From one of our first episodes, um, we we covered a, a uh, an innovator by the name. Uh, a man by the name of Mad Mike Hughes. Now, Mad Mike Hughes is a man that believes in... He's a flat earther. But, you know, unlike so much of the internet where people... See, I just watched the Kobe memorial, so I know how to give my own memorial service now. I'm <laughs> Mad Mike Hughes. Um, and I don't want to make fun of anyone dying or anything, but, like, you know, so many people on the internet have all these 
conspiracy theories about things. And to me, conspiracy theories are things that dumb people make up to seem smart. It's like I, I watched this this Vice show uh, over the weekend on vax, uh, like on anti-vaxxers. Now we're not going to make a public stance on where we stand with vaccination. Vice still on there? No, it's on Hulu now. Well, it's like a different version on Hulu. And um, I just want to see this, va- you know, because it, you know, usually those things take an opinion, and it definitely took the opinion that vaccines are good. And um, I know some people who are anti-vaxxer. Well, I don't really know them. I know a lot of people on Facebook and stuff who are anti-vaxxers. And the guy, basically their stance was uh, vaccines have done their job so well that we now neglect them and have to come up with a reason for them to not, you know, that they're not working, you know, that there's, that they're doing something else. Like if something was like only worked, uh, like if you, if you saw enough to be like, it's not a hundred percent, but it's doing a good job. Most people would be like, okay, it's good. I'm okay with that. The fact that it was like, you know, taking care of like most viruses and stuff, people started neglecting and they're like, wait a second, this isn't... Anyway. So there's daredevils and anti Well, no, no. Well, what I'm bringing it back to is this. <laughs> a lot of these people just go on the internet and they, they have these dumb conspiracy theories. And I'm not saying that, but they have conspiracy theories about things. They think things are dumb and they complain about it on the internet and then they go about their day. But what made Mad Mike Hughes different from all those people is he went out and built his own rockets and flew them in the sky to prove that the Earth was flat. There was a 90% chance that this was going to end up the way that it ended up for man Mike Hughes. We covered his, like, his first big launch, I think, two years ago. He, was out, he lived out in the desert in, in California, and he like obviously didn't get as high enough to, to prove anything yet. Um, but I actually watched the the crash that he he yeah, so I it. he he went again this week and yeah it didn't didn't work out for old Mike and uh, there's no anti like let me jump off I've got a parachute thing. Well, what happened is the parachute. Fell, I mean, if you saw the video, the parachute fell out like right upon launch. Oh, I thought he would have a personal parachute. On. So yeah, it was like his. Well, it was. I guess it was his parachute, and it, it yeah. fell out on the like the launch came up on the way up. It it, it falls out, and people start being like, "Oh shit, this isn't going to go well." And then he's going all the way up, and you see him come all the way down. And I think on the way down, you could hear him go, "It's not really flat." No, I'm just kidding. He didn't. He didn't say that. Um, but uh, you know, R.I.P. to Mad Mike Hughes. Same day. Um, an innovator. Uh, it's like that old. I tried to find that old saying alive. Like, um, I think it was Seth Myers where he's like, "Guy built his own uh, man-made helicopter," and then another news, future news, guy dies in a fiery. Yeah, yeah, right. Uh, so anyway, um, but yeah. So I guess today we're gonna we're gonna talk about. Oh, I know another thing. I watched the movie. I watched the music documentary. I actually. Paid for a movie in this day and age. I rented this um, movie on. It's called Mystify, and it's about Michael Hutchins, the you know, lead singer of NXS. Okay. And I kind of thought it was going to be about NXS, but it's really just about him. I mean, it really is. They barely even talk about the music, and it's one of those documentaries where there's no, um, no narrator. It's just his. It's just sound clips from people narrating it. And a lot of it's him. A lot of it's, like, family and friends. Bono. Um, really sad. Like, a really sad guy. Like, it it, it, it was good. I, I, I haven't watched a music documentary in a while that I really liked because they're getting kind of lazy. Um, as, you know, as we've discussed. Yeah. They annoy me because they're just, you know, the, the person... The, the band is involved or whoever and so they just make it like a big puff piece this wasn't a big puff piece this was like basically he got he was like on top of the world and then as they were becoming less relevant he you know and he was in the tabloids dating um, all these really hot chicks and then he wound up dating Bob Geldof's 
wife? Do you know about this? Okay, no. so this was a kind of a big deal. So he had a baby with Bob Geldof's wife, and Bob Geldof was like this hero because of Live Aid and all this shit. So while they're going through divorce, he and he and they start dating. They have a kid, um, but they're like tabloid fodder, and everybody's like against them all the time. And he was coming out of somewhere. He was down in, out in the street, and some cab driver almost hit him, and he got in a fight with a guy, like an argument, and the guy fucking knocked him out. And he got brain damage from it. And he oh. lost his sense of smell. Okay. And his sense of taste. And um, he became super... You know, they think he had brain damage from that. And he became super depressed. And while that's happening, he's becoming this bad guy in the press with all this. And um, and they're becoming less relevant. There's like a clip that was pretty famous where Oasis wins an award. And Michael Hutchins gives it to him. And Oasis comes up and their whole speech is... Yeah, we don't think has been should be giving awards to Wilbies. Oh, you know, okay, and like just basically like you know, and that like that kind of shit would kind of guy like that pretty hard. So anyway, and then he got into drug, you know, the drugs got where all that kind of stuff. So, um, super interesting. Well, I didn't watch a uh, music documentary, but I watched three movies this week. Oh, cool. We were supposed to wa- talk about Primal. Yeah, but you you nixed it. I watched it, and it wasn't even worth talking about. Like, so why wasn't it worth talking about? Because it was just like wasn't comical. Okay, so it, like it, was, it wasn't a good movie, but it was but it wasn't like, like bad. No, it wasn't bad. Good. Yeah. Okay. It was like there was nothing in that movie that we could really like pick apart that would make it very entertaining. Gotcha. So I nixed it. Uh, uh, so no one needs to go watch that now. Yeah. Uh, and then I watched uh, Zombieland 2. Terrible. Really? I don't even know how these people, like, were, like, I guess it was the money. Right. But how all this these actors, like, came back and did this piece of shit movie. Like, there was no story. Like, there was no point to this whole fucking thing. Um... They tried to recapture the glory, the entertainment value of the first one. I totally screwed up. Um, and then I watched Shaft last night. It was pretty good. The new Shaft? The new Shaft. It's got I Robert Roundtree. It. Yeah. It's got Samuel L. Jackson. And then who's the third Shaft? I don't know who the son is. Okay. But the son is like kind of like a computer geek. Okay. He's not really... The ladies' man. He's not really the ladies' man. I like it. Until he starts, like, drinking, and then all these girls, like, kind of get on him. But, I don't know. It, it, it was it was kind of funny. It was funny, and, like, it was really entertaining. Um, I enjoyed it. All right. So, what are we talking about today? We already, I guess we well, we just did that. that. We started that. All right. We're, so doing, we're we talking about the fight this weekend. Big fight yet, uh, Saturday night. Um, yeah, probably the biggest heavyweight fight since Mike Tyson and Lennox Lewis. No, yeah, something like that. Yeah, probably. Um, everybody was super pumped about it, and uh, went off the rails pretty early. So, so give us a, give us some history on on these two fighters. So these two guys fought to a controversial decision. Um, this is Tyson Fury, Tyson Fury, and Deontay Wilder. Deontay Wilder. They're basically touted as the two best heavyweights and you know heavyweight boxing or boxing in general now you don't get the two people that are the best don't necessarily have to fight each other like mma like they always pit the two best guys up against each other right so it's kind of rare when uh when something like this happens and it was like a super hyped um so they came together Fought to a controversial decision. Deontay Wilder knocked down Tyson Fury twice in the 11th round. Seemed to have won the fight. And they gave it a draw. So now this is the part two. Um, Both these guys, you know, beefed up. Wilder uh, to 219, I think. And then, which was the biggest of his career. And uh, Fury, 273. And he drinks 20 Diet Cokes a day, which I found out. 
watching that. Who does? Tyson Fury. Oh. Well, it's interesting because, you know, if you looked at this, Tyson Fury, he he doesn't look like the specimen that Wilder looks like. And, you know, but there's something... He looks like an old school heavyweight, though. They had very bottom heavy. You know what I mean? Like, not as not as big on the top, but kind of proportioned where it, it just becomes wide towards the waist and the legs. He's just a big dude. And so those people like are really six, harder six, to seven. knock down. He's 6'7", 273. Uh, it's a big motherfucker guy. Motherfucking guy. Um, so, so they fought. Saturday night. Wilder was... or Fury came out first to a somber... What was the song that he came out to? Oh, he was carried on a... I don't remember. I didn't... So, we'll, we'll get... My, my viewing experience was not as good as yours. I didn't rent it. I watched it online. Oh. So, like, my sound sucked. So, like, there's things I was learning, like... Which, I just had just gone. Like, I had a couple friends that had the fight. Um... And I was going to go, and then, I, you know, I was supposed to go out to dinner, all this shit happened, and I was like, you know, I could get so much more done today. If I just watch this on my iPad, I'll be fine. And I did, and it was fine, but I missed, I, I did miss the beginning, though. I missed the, or not the beginning of the fight, I missed the opening. I only saw Wilder come out. And a $40,000 getup. That was a mask and all this crazy shit. Yeah. Um, and then the fight starts, and he proceeded... Pre- Wilder proceeds to get his ass kicked. Yeah. Um, which was very shocking to me. I don't know. We, so why? We bet. Yeah, well, we you bet. Well, I mean, right. I, bet I bet with you. I, I bet it with you, but I I took the under. I just took the under alone. So I did pretty well. I just thought over the year, well, I think, I, is it weird for me to say that I still think he's a better fighter? No. He's not. I knew you were going to say that. He's not like a great boxer, but he's got so much power. That he's knocked out. He's he's fought like forty two fights and forty one knockouts. Yeah. So he's knocked out pretty much everyone. He's got the biggest knockout percentage in history. Um. Ninety eight percent or some shit. Uh, I think that's what they're saying. But uh, yeah, it was just. I think he got that eardrum thing. Really so how did that? How did that come into? Because like. I, I heard about that, like, I, I watched it, but I didn't, I guess, I was listening to other guys commentate through their... Yeah, I don't know exactly what punch did it, but all of a sudden his ear's bleeding. Yeah. Um, and that can't be good for your, uh, to have blood in your brain, <laughs> in no. your ear tubes. And it did kind of seem like his equilibrium was off after that, like, he was, he was, um, he was not balancing well. No, he kept tangling up and falling, and I did think that first knockdown... Was not a knockdown. Oh, really? Where he, like... The one where he, like, kind of, like, went down face first. Because he spun his body. Or was that the second knockdown? Uh, was that the body shot? The, fir- the first one? No, there was one knockdown where he, like, spun him and then basically pushed him down. Okay. Um, well, that was followed by one that they didn't call knockout where he grabbed Fury's feet and tackled them. He was clenched. He, he yeah. was trying to survive. Yeah, it got pretty apparent. So, do you have a problem with when they... What, so, when did it stop? In the seventh? Seventh round. So, do you have a problem with when they stopped it? No, well, his... His corner stopped His it. corner stopped Yeah. It. Um, no, I did not have a problem. He was looking rough. He was getting teed off on at that point. And his whole face was just, like, messed up. Yeah. He definitely has a broken jaw. Like, he had, like, a big knot on the top of his jaw by where there's ears bleeding. So, there must be something going on in this, like upper right side of his face um so it wasn't the fight we were anticipating but I think that they are going to fight again this year yeah you said December I'm guessing that they're going to fight either November or December and we'll hopefully get a better fight uh after that but but Fury is Wait a second. Was pretty dominant. You say you, hopefully you were hoping it was going to go the same way, but the other result. Yes. So, I mean, it, it's not like is that a better fight if Wilder wins? Well, either way, like that there was it was pretty one sided. There wasn't yeah, like true. I would like a brawl, right? Like them both just 
just wailing at each other. But it's nice to see it cannot. It's nice to see somebody beat somebody off the scorecard. It's been a while. Yeah. So it'll be interesting to see how the next few days or this week goes when he starts talking, and uh, we get to hear like what actually happened uh, and stuff. But. Yeah, I mean, you think about it, right? So the last two, probably the last ten years, the last two. Two or two best boxers of our time were Klitschko. Well, I was going to say heavyweights. Oh, uh, but just boxers were our Canelo. You know, right? Canelo's the biggest name in boxing now. Has been since Mayweather retired. Before Mayweather, it's two guys that don't that every fight goes the distance, right? You know, Canelo. Well, Canelo, all of his fights are snooze fests. Oh, I mean, and that's the thing, right? So these are the guys that we've been, you know. These have been like the big names in, in boxing. They've been super bored. So like, like anyway, seeing two guys trying to kill each other is kind of great. Well, when heavyweight, everyone loves boxing when you have really good heavyweights. Yeah, like people want to see the heavyweight boxing. It's true. It's it's just it. You don't realize you miss it till it's gone, and then you're like, when you see two big guys get in there, and you're like, everything they're going to do is going to hurt. So a lot. you didn't see the very opening when they did Tyson and stuff. I I saw a clip of it after. The Tyson, so they brought up Tyson Holyfield, and Lennox Lewis. Lewis, and those were the three guys that were fighting each other during that time. And you're like, fuck, I yeah. missed that. Those guys. But that was you see this, but it all still. And then Riddick Bow is up there. Too. Yeah, it's all still so tainted though because. It's so hard to think of boxing during that time because, at his best, Tyson was so much better than everybody. Everybody you're bringing up there, and so when when it got to him versus those guys, he wasn't the same guy. Yeah, I mean, and, it was. It really is a shame that we never got the Holyfield Tyson fight before he went to prison. Yeah. Like that, they were building that fight up for so long, and then finally, they like it didn't. He went to prison. It was they weren't able to fight. Um, so who? All right. So let's talk about these introductions. So Wilder comes out in this like looks like a transformer. Um, Fury he, comes out. He looks like the uh, the <laughs> the knight from uh, the white. What's the freeze knight? What's that fucking thing? The freeze knight. Whatever the fucking thing is in Game of Thrones. Oh, the um, mountain? No, the knight. Oh. The, the night walker guy. Yeah, there you go. Whatever the fuck his name yeah. is. Yeah. You basically had him. The white walker. The king, the king white walker guy. Yeah. All right. Maybe. We already forgot about Game of Thrones. Well, that last season didn't help. Um, so. The night king. So who's rapping? Who's, who's, who can, I don't know who the rapper was. Did you see... Okay, so what celebrity cameos did you see? Um, I mean, there was a shit. Do you know what the big news was out of the celebrity cameos? No. Jake Paul got into, like, a fight with... uh, Some some people were, like, yelling shit at him. Him and his girlfriend, when they walked in. And then at the after fight, he was at a party with Zayn Malik from One Direction... These are the things I read about. And I guess he got home and tweeted uh, Jake Paul or Logan Paul, whichever one. God, I think it was Logan Paul. I don't even know. I don't even know which one's which. But he comes out and says, tweets like, the Zayn Malik acting too cool to say what's up to me. I was nice to the guy all night. He couldn't even, you know. And uh, he's like, have fun going home to your big hotel hotel room alone, bro. And immediately clapping back at him is his girlfriend. Zane's girlfriend is Gigi Hadid, oh. and she's like, "You and your like loser YouTube wannabe people were like all like he just did. He's like he's fine. He gets to come home to me, <laughs> and and uh, and he just didn't want to be around you and all your loser YouTube wannabes. You know, like it was awesome. That's good. Anyway." Um, but uh, the best part of the fight was after the fight. What happened after the fight? The Tyson Fury singing. Oh, I didn't, we didn't watch that. We were working. I was working. So, 
Tyson Fury, you'll have to watch it. It'll probably be our opening song. Gets on the mic after, you know, he's Irish and sings American Pie. Okay. And he's like really good. And apparently he's done this before when he's won in other places. He sings like songs to do with the places that he's uh, uh, that he's conquered. And so he got on and sang American Pie. And he got like the whole crowd singing it. It was really, really good. And he did like two verses. It went a little long, but it was good. <laughs> you haven't seen this? No. Oh, it's by far the best part of the fight. And then he's like very, he's very gracious at the end. So I, I kind of became a Tyson Fury fan through it, even though I was rooting for Wilder because you, you know, because we put money on him. But then I just was rooting for under, under, eleven, because that's what the over under was. And so that was a, I know, I know more on that. I had that parlayed him with LeBron's team to win the. Oh, so you won that? Yeah, I won it twice. I won it, uh, and it's only that I won it with. I parlayed it in with uh, LeBron's team to win the All Star game, which, by the way, is something we should actually talk about while we're on sports. Did you watch the All Star game? I watched like the first quarter, and I'm like, I hate this. Okay, so that's right. We texted about this. So the All Star, you know, we we did All Star weekend. We did our whole pod, and you know, all of our excitement rounds. The All Star game was by far the best part of the whole weekend, which has never happened before, because what they did. Is they played the three quarters and, you know, whatever. They kept the running score through three quarters. The beginning of the fourth quarter was the first team to 24. But Giannis' team was up by nine. So it was 24 points from their score. That means LeBron's team had to score 30, uh, 33. And then 24 is because of, because of Kobe, so that was the rule. And so it was the first one to 157. And, dude, they, they said that the fourth quarter lasted 40 minutes. There's no timeouts. It's just like, I mean, there, I mean there, but it's not like TV time. It's not like normal timeouts. And, like, nobody was subbing out. And these guys were going, like, fucking hard. It was awesome. So who was in the starting lineup? So that's what's interesting, right? Uh, I gotta remember everybody because uh, they didn't use they didn't use all their starters for like so like Luca didn't he was a starter but he didn't start he didn't play that fourth quarter he played a little bit but he wasn't in a crunch time it was LeBron it was Anthony Davis oh shit I can't I, this put me on the spot the thing is Giannis' team at Giannis. Who all of a sudden was getting locked down. Oh, so the MVP was Kawhi. Kawhi was fucking awesome. He just turned it up on both ends. He was, like, amazing. So you got Kawhi, LeBron, Anthony Davis, uh, Chris Paul. Chris Paul came in for Luka. He was running crunch time. Um, But it was cool because, like, they're taking shots. Like, LeBron comes down. They're... they're, uh, they need a three to get to 157, and he, like, pulls up from just about half court to, like, to call a game and miss it, you know, and then it's just back and forth. It's like, I'm trying to remember who else was on the, uh, but the East, the, or the Giannis team wound up having fucking Kyle Lowry and Siakam playing, like, the, the end of the game. Siakam missed a huge, like, dudes were missing free throws because it was so, like, tense. It was so like intense that people were like scared and missing free throws. Oh, Harden, dude! There's a place. Harden's got this layup to win the game. They pass it. This is this is why this is so good. You can kind of see who's who. They, Harden gets wide open on the side. He can either he can pull up for like a, a six footer, win the game, and it's over. Instead, he dribbles into the basket. They collapse on him, and he gets scared and he kicks it back out to Chris Paul or and back to LeBron. And you're just like, holy shit. Like, Harden didn't want to take the shot. <laughs> it's like, oh my god, on this on this court of who's who, he didn't want to take the shot. And the thing that sucked is LeBron's team won, but they won on uh, a free throw from uh, Anthony Davis. He got fouled. Because basically everyone's getting fouled every fucking time on the court because Kyle Lowry should not have been in the game. That guy is just such a hack. I, he drives me nuts. He's either trying to draw a charge or he's reaching in. I mean, he had, like, five fouls in the fourth quarter. Like, he's... 
Look, I get you want you know he's. I appreciate that he's going all out in the All Star game, and it was pretty bad. Um, anyway, it was awesome. I gotta say, I. Uh, it was fun to see who's who's like the big dog, and like. Are they doing this uh, moving forward format moving forward? Yeah, I think so. Or are they just because it's COVID thing? No, I think they're doing it moving forward because I think it was such a. I, I it was just such a success, and it had probably won't be as good moving forward because this one was you know with the Kobe thing to it but um then Ice Cube came out and he was like hey man that's how we do it in the three and three league I don't want any money or anything but I think we should get some credit that you took our idea it's like, I, I don't know about that Ice Cube like <laughs> it's kind of been going on in the playground forever but uh dude you missed it it was good good stuff sorry so look no, we folks I'm done yeah, that's our sports section. All right. So you wanted to talk about some TV. So I know you've been busy. You've been working a lot. Uh, but have you gotten a chance to watch any of the new shows that have come out? I watched four or five episodes of Hunters yesterday. Okay. So I am at four and a half episodes of Hunters. Yeah, I think four and a half. Are you on the one where they go to the bank? Is that the one in the bank? The Rob in the bank? I haven't gotten to that yet. So maybe that's in that episode you're watching. Yeah, probably. All right, where are you at? So this is the one I probably wanted to talk about the most. I I think it's really entertaining. Uh, there are some things I don't like about it. Um, it's very overly dramatic. Um, I know they're trying to be like a, a comic book, so they're overemphasizing their emotions and kind of like the plot and everything. Yeah. And a lot of it is comic book references and all this stuff. Um, but I'm enjoying watching. I think it's fun to, they did a good job with the production side of everything. Yeah. It's fun to watch. It's a good time. Yeah. Yeah. It's easy. It's yeah. not like, you know, there's, it, the bad guys are Nazis. Good guys are a bunch of different races and, and religions. Um, problems with it, I think. I don't know about the main kid. Yeah, I don't know about that. Either. It's tough. I mean, he's fine. He's like he's not bad. It's just to get him to have to for us to care about him and to carry him. I like the one thing I like that they did with this character is that they didn't make him good at fighting. They made him kind of a big pussy, and so now that's where I'm at. He's training to learn how to. He's like he's like look, I keep getting my ass kicked. I need to learn how to start fighting. There's a really good scene at the, I think, at the end of the episode that you're watching where they go into this bank and they rob it. Okay. And they, like, find out what's, because they had those The keys. two keys, right. They find out what the two keys was all about. What other characters do you like in this? Um, I like the uh, the FBI agent. The woman? Yeah. Yep, okay. Like um do you think that they overuse this trope, though, of the tough black woman cop being a lesbian? Like, I feel like that's been in a lot of shows lately. But I also feel that shows, when you're when they're writing it now, are just like, ah, I guess we have to put this in. Yeah, that's my problem. Like, yeah. I, I love, make the character that, that's fine. But, like, make it flushed out that that's the character. Don't Don't just be like... Um, yeah, we'll just throw in that. We're going to keep make her a regular cop. We're just going to make that her tough home life is because she's gay. It's like, I don't know, be more creative than that. Like that. It's going to come down to like the same old storyline where her parents are going to be like, yeah, we knew. (laughs) When she finally tells them. Okay. You know, and like, she's been afraid to tell them like the whole time. And like her parents are just going to be like, we're your parents. We know. Right. It's going to be that same storyline. I'm glad. Okay, I'm glad we're like kind of on the same page. I really like the Josh Radner character. Um, the, he's the, yeah, the movie actor. guy, the actor. He's funny. Although he hasn't used his skills, like in the very first episode where they're explaining, or the second episode where they're explaining who everybody was. That's super comic-y. And he was like the master of disguise. He hasn't even used the disguise. <laughs> yeah, that's true. We're on episode five, and he's no not disguised. Um, but yeah, uh, overall good. It's yeah, good. that's good. Um, 
I told you I saw lock and key like that. Yeah. Um, but I guess go through yours and then we'll... Well, did you do... I watched Zoe's Infinite Playlist thing. There's been two more episodes of that. I How, how's that? It's enjoyable. I don't even know anything about it. Tell me about Zoe's Infinite Playlist. Uh, it's a show on NBC on Sunday nights. Everything's on Sundays. Yeah, it's true. My freaking DVR, like, I don't even know. It's the worst, because everything's on Sunday night. Better Call Saul started last night. Well, I don't even know. I was going, I was going to be my, that was what I was going to ask you if you saw it. No. I didn't see it. All right, so we can't talk about Better Call Saul. Um, it, not only is everything on Sunday nights, but, like, you know, I have a, a strong addiction to, like, podcasts and things. They all, they all start on Monday mornings. So, like, everybody's got a new podcast and Howard's show and all the TV from Sunday night. And I'm like, man, Mondays are tough. <laughs> Arithmetic? It's going to be tough. tough. Um, well, so uh, Zoe's Infinite Playlist. Oh, so yeah, it's with Jane Levy. Uh, the first episode premiered January 5th. And then they went on hiatus until two weeks ago. Um, they were building the hype. It's got Lauren Graham. Basically, uh, Jane Levy is listening to music in an MRI machine when an earthquake hits and it all shorts out and like there's all this there's kind of like a anomaly and she wakes up and now she can hear people singing she can hear people's thoughts but they sing sing to her like emoting their feelings um, and she's got a dad who had a stroke and it's kind of like Stuck and like she can only communicate with him through this power that she has. Uh, it's an entertaining show. A lot of musical numbers. Very, okay. very colorful. Very colorful movie, and the uh, the acting's good. So is it? You know, remember we we wrote that thing, the wallet. You remember that we wrote the wallet? I still have that script. I still want to do that. The wallet. Yeah. I still want to do everything, but and it was like this. It was kind of like Amelie, where it's this girl going through. Like these musical numbers in her head. Is it like that? I can't remember the wallet. All right, but is it that's what happens? Yes. Like musical numbers going through her head when she's doing things. Well, it doesn't go through her head. She starts seeing, like me and you're sitting here, and you like have something on your mind that's like disturbing. You know, she'll like you'll. Last night, Lauren Graham had some problems with her love life with her husband, and uh, she started singing "I Can't Get No Satisfaction" right in front of her while they were just sitting there like bullshitting. Okay. Um, so I don't know. It's entertaining. All right. Well, on top, so to to match that, I've been doing high fidelity. Okay. Have you started high fidelity yet? Started yet. All right. So my first episode, I was kind of one foot in, one foot out. I was like, I don't know. These, it, she's just way too cool. You know what I mean? Like, it just annoys, like, but I can't help it. Like, I just really like that story, and I like the way they use music and the way that they're telling the story. And it's very much like the movie. It has, it has a lot of callbacks to the movie, but not... It doesn't exist in the same world, but, like, whereas one... I don't know. One person's famous for one thing. She meets a guy... And he's, or her ex-boyfriend's dating someone who's famous for an equally thing only 20 years later in, in the now. And they match it really well. I really like her. Um, and, um, yeah. I, I gotta say, like, it's super, it's like one of those, it's only 30 minutes, so it's super addicting. You start yeah. banging them out. That's on Hulu? It's on Hulu. Yeah, I'm going to watch that. Um, so, yeah, I've been doing that. Also on Hulu, I'm, I mean, I got about 12 shows right here. I'm, I'm, I'm going to try to bang through them. I started, I did the first season of Shrill, which yeah, I really liked. I haven't seen it. I don't, I, I think they're kind of, they're dipping. I only watched one episode, and I was like, I don't like where this is all headed. So I haven't, I, it's, it's on my back burner. I thought you just said you watched the whole episode. Uh, the first season. Now I'm in season two. It just started. Oh. And then you said you only watched one episode. Only one episode of season two. Okay. I watched the whole season one. Sorry. Let me make that more clear. Yeah. Um, the first season I really liked. This season, uh, it, the it's kind of gotten a little old. 
so far. But it's only, I've only done one episode, so it's hard for me to say. Have you uh, watched Nora from Queens? Well, that was going to be... It's like you're reading my mind. I only did the first episode of Nora from Queens. I've seen all of Our them. discussion. It's funny. How many episodes? I don't know. There's been three or four. Okay. So, kind of funny? Kind of funny. You're going to say funny? I think it's kind of funny. It's It's got a lot of things that are pretty... Again, very... Like, you can see what's coming a mile away. It's like the it's, same old yeah, story. Only now it's in a in a different environment. It's Aquafina shtick. Yeah. But she... It's not, I mean... Okay. So it's like regular sitcom comedy in Aquafina's world. So it's like, hey, like, this is all the same things that have happened in every other sitcom. So we'll just do them here, except that I'm kooky and weird and, you know, live at home with my parents in Brooklyn... Or wherever she's living at the Queens, or Queens. Um, <laughs> so, I don't know. I, I was like okay with it. I, mean, I haven't rushed to see the next one. I, it's not on my top TV shows, but I, I thought it, I think it's funny. Have you watched you? No, I've not watched you. Do you know you? Yeah, I know you. I watched the first episode of the first season of you. I got. I'll catch up once I get to the second season. Let you know. I heard the second season is really good at. Showing New York, uh, Los Angeles, for like what it what it really is. Um, I've been watching the Clone Wars. Okay, it's my cartoon. I wake up and I'm like, hey, I gotta watch my cartoon. <laughs> so far, I, so I, I started watching like a while ago, and I was like, I was like, oh, I'll just watch this Disney one. Plus. Yeah, so I started watching like when I guess like six months ago. I was like, ah, oh, right before this new Star Wars came out, they're like. It'd be really good if you knew what happened at the end of the Clone Wars. So I was like watching the last season, and I was like, you know, this is kind of interesting. I, I think I'd go back and watch this from the beginning. So I'm about five episodes into the first season, and so far, it's not that interesting. It's like um, just these battles that keep happening, and it's like GI Joe, where nobody human gets killed, and all um, oh, the lasers miss, and you know, you just get away, and it's like. Well, I'll get you next time. And then the next one opens up with another. Well, it is made for kids. I know. But when you get to, like, the la- like season six, with the shit that I was watching, there's, like, nuance to it. There's, like, like you're seeing, like, the rise of fucking Darth Vader and stuff. So, um, did you do all of Cheer? Yes, I did all of Cheer. So, I've done two episodes of Cheer. And I'm, I'm into it. Like, I'm all right with it. Yeah, I love Cheer. I think it's uh, very well done. Yeah? Like, were you hooked from the beginning? Because I don't feel hooked. Yeah, I was hooked from the beginning. Do you like I the... I like all the characters. This is going to ask I you. The, uh, I, I'm really into the, the trainer or the teacher. Um, her whole thing in terms of, like... She could have done, like... She has, like, all these different degrees and everything. And she's just like, I just want to make people the best that they can be and like all these people just from all over the country like come to this freaking small town in Texas to cheer yeah that was interesting that everybody knows that you know but it's also like why even I don't understand like why cheerleading like when you watch something like this and it's all about the competition competition really has nothing to do about the school you know what yeah. I mean it's like for them Right. And so, it's like, why even have cheer in school? Like, it doesn't make any sense to me. If you're, like, serious in cheerleading, like, that cheerleading squad should not have to do anything at school. But yet, they're training for this big thing that has nothing to do with school, but then they also have to go to every single sporting event to cheer the team on. But no one from the teams ever come to them when they're fucking winning everything. Right. Okay. Is that a point that gets brought up within the thing? Like, it's do they cover that? A little bit. Because to me, it seems like it's one of those things that's a loophole that you leave open because one thing kind of one hand helps the other. You know what I mean? Like, I get what you're saying, but like, in order to remain relevant, for cheerleading needs to be involved in sports because that's what brings it into the spotlight. 
Um, I don't know. It's like one of those things that if you like, oh, hold on a second, this doesn't seem to make sense. This isn't right. You go to that corner and you go to that corner, both corners would just disappear. But if you keep them kind of intertwined, it keeps keeps it going. I don't know. That's. Um, I watched, uh, I guess we're, we're going to start getting into, right, this is my Netflix stuff. Um, I just watched The First Politician. Okay. Have you seen that? No, I heard it's terrible. I don't know if it's... Uh, well, I don't know. I mean, I'm, I'm curious to see the next episode. Okay. I am. I can see why that guy is um, pretty pop, pretty famous. The Evan, What is it? Evan Hansen or whoever the name guy is? I don't know. I forgot his name already. He's a Broadway guy. But he's good. It's... it's I'm not going to say it's good. It was weird that it's nominated. So this is the guy from... Uh, for stuff? Mormon. Book of Mormon. Oh, yeah. Um, ben, ben Platt. That's his name. Um... That I just started. The one I want to talk about, and I don't... Well, I'll do one more before the one I want to talk about. And then Narcos. We were just talking about it. Um, it's, it's pretty good. That first episode's pretty awesome. That show is great. Um, did you see Don't F with Cats? Yes, I did. So I just did Don't F with Cats. I think we talked about this on a previous podcast. I don't know. I never... I don't, I, I don't, if we did, I, I zoned out because I didn't know anything about what I was getting into. I watched all three episodes within like four hours or whatever. It's a fucked up movie. I can't believe I sat through that thing. Like, not mad at it. Like, I'm just like, holy shit, that was crazy. Yeah, that's like one of the craziest things I've ever seen. And like, usually if I say that, um, like something's crazy, it's it's like making a murder, like. Where you're like, oh, it's crazy that that guy got convicted and he didn't even maybe do it. And this is just fucking crazy. It's like I don't even know if it's a good crazy or not. Like yeah. it was just crazy. Well, the fact that they're obviously the most fascinating part was the online community bit. Yes, them trying to figure out. Oh, this it looks so, like it's a German thing. In case you didn't know, as I didn't, and you want to know, and if you don't, fast forward ten seconds. But a recap. No, don't, you should want to watch. Don't f with cats is about a. The, the like somebody witnesses a video. A video shows up online. Online of, of of a cat being tortured, of cat being murdered, and these people are like, "That's it. You don't you don't get to do that." And this community forms of trying to f- catch this guy or girl. They, or they do a fo- Facebook group, yeah, to find this guy, and they you know they help each other. So, you know, some guy is. You know, really good at something, and another guy's really good at something else, and they come together. Yeah, and so as somebody who's like super into like, um, fought, like I've lately really gone into some bad places on Twitter. Now I don't mean like bad rooms. I just mean like I follow people arguing on Twitter. Next door, the next door app I've talked about a bunch of times. It's, you know, where your neighbors get together, and they this is exactly what they do. They get together and they think that they're solving crimes together. And they're like idiots. <laughs> and these people, like, I was like almost rooting at some point. I was almost rooting for the cat person because I hated these. And people. they're trying like, to warn like law enforcement that people who kill animals—it's the first step to them killing humans. And then they start hearing they follow this guy, and they try to tell the law, local law enforcement, "Hey, we have all this information." And they're like, "We'll do our own thing." Yeah. <laughs> like now. Don't worry. We don't need your info. But we're doing our own investigation. But that's the thing. Like, if you had a bunch of crazy people who sat around on Facebook groups, it's probably how you'd react, too. You know what it is? It's like like the guy... You Remember Spotlight? Yes. They had that... They were all talking about this crazy guy that kept coming there, and, like, they interviewed him, and he was the first... He had all this box of shit that he had, like, brought, like, 20 years ago to them to tell them the same story. Oh, right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like that guy. Yeah. Um, well, yeah. So it turns out that the guy he does it a couple more times. He infiltrates their Facebook group, which is great. He like gets on their Facebook group and is like f- starts fucking with them, and then he sends them all more videos of him doing horrible things. And it's like feeding a cat to a snake. So here's the thing: is I, I, and then he murders somebody. And I'm still more upset about the cats, and I don't even like cats, than I am about the person. And he live streams the murder. Yeah. Um, there's one thing they didn't they they didn't cover 
So there's a point when he's murdering the guy that there's another person's hands in there. Right. Well, they they said that it was this Manny guy that didn't exist. Yeah. Well, he had created this character. Yeah. From another, from a, I mean, I don't, I don't know if we're giving. I mean, it's been out long enough. Yeah. yeah. But he created this character and blaming on this character, the character from Basic Instinct. Basically saying that he was, like his defense was that this guy was like puppeteering him. Yeah. Uh, which was a terrible defense. Well, especially because the person doesn't exist. But like, but there's a second. There is of, a guy that's there. There is. I think so. I mean, that's what the the video shows. Yeah, but they never covered. They never covered. Come back to well, that. Well, they well they kind of said that they never found any such person as Manny. Okay, I'm just saying they they like his mom is nuts. His mom's still to still dying on the hill that he didn't do this stuff, even though he's sent out videos and basically, um, just he's a really easy guy to root against. Let's just say that he's a he's like everything that you hate about the internet and all that kind of stuff. But you find out he had a pretty rough childhood and, you know, was in prostitution. Just crazy. Every angle. And the thing... But, so, I went through this whole thing and I was so excited for the last episode. I was like, this is really going to feel... This is going to pay off. We're going to actually see the end. Because now, a lot of these true crime things, they don't have the... The murder isn't solved. So, you're like, ah, it didn't pay off. This one, that was solved. And I was like... But I felt worse about it after because they're, like, lecturing you, like... Well, we fed into it, so we're probably responsible. And now you're watching this, so you're just as responsible. And they're like, right. And I like hated them for that. I don't know. It's a better documentary than McMillions. All right, let's go into that. Because I want to talk to you about that. I've only done a couple episodes, too. Um, it's terrible. It isn't good. It got better, but it's not good. It's just all reenactments. Yeah, I hate reenactments. And it's like overdoing all of the information. Like this thing could have been in two episodes. Yeah. Yeah. And we still haven't found out how he's fucking getting these game pieces. There's guys with the same name. You're not doing a good job clearing up who's who and who's friends with who and who's... There's some interesting characters. All we want to know, we understand that this guy has the game pieces and he's giving them to people. How is he getting the game pieces? I'm sure they're going to talk about it, but... That's the big thing that we want to know. Yeah. We know that he's obviously stealing it from the marketing company, but how is he doing it? That's the fucking story. And we're not there yet. Well, they got to hold on to something. Six episodes of this shit. Oh, is it six? Yeah. I've only done two. Wow. Oh, wait. How many are, how many have aired? Four? I think tonight's four. Okay. Um... That going along with that, it's, a, it's the movie I told you, or the show I told you about, the pharmacist. I haven't watched it. All right, so the pharmacist. I think I mean you were rooting for big pharma. Yeah, I was rooting for big pharma because I hated the guy so much. And then there's people I'm friends with on Facebook who are like, "This guy, what a saint!" And I'm like, "I, I see what you mean. He cries. He cries more than Jimmy Kimmel. Like he cries every time he's interviewed. And he's that guy." Even more so than all these people that's going in the police. He's calling the, like, the police every day. And he's being like, hey, you got to find out what happened with this guy. I've been following this guy around all day. They're like, stop following him. <laughs> we have everything under surveillance. you got to stop. You know? Um, and meanwhile, he's recording everything. He has these, like, that's what makes it seem so, like, he's recording. He'll just sit there and talk to his recording. He's like, oh, I'm going to do this for my son. My son who died five years from yesterday. You know, he's like, and it's, and they're playing the recordings, and he's nuts. That's the pharmacist. All right. I got two more. Are you caught up on an outsider? Those are the last two. So let's do these two. Sunday night HBO is the place to be. Curb Your Enthusiasm has been on fire all (laughs) season. Hilarious. Um, I did not know Vince Vaughn was playing a Funkhauser. That's even better. You know? I love that Vince Vaughn is playing a Funkhauser. To me, that just... I didn't realize it until this episode when he came to the Spite store and said, I just want to see the Coliseum before yeah, they enter the arena. I saw what's-her-face. Uh, she was like, what do you got going on in here? Oh, uh, Mocha, Mocha Jane or... No, uh, Mocha Janice? No, uh... Jeff's wife. Oh. She comes Susie. in. Susie. She's like, 
are you gonna, this is it? <laughs> She's like, even you've been here like not every day for like the past four months. Um, uh, they've also, I'm gonna tell you this, this season they've been going to a lot of places because uh, you know, all these places are on the west side, a lot of places. So, that restaurant that they were at last night, that's where Deanna's um wedding uh reception was that we went to. Oh, you didn't realize that, did you? In Washington, um, but yeah, like, um they got some good cameos. Uh, the, just the wedding. The wedding was fucking awesome. The yeah. one where he had everyone guess the weights. Timothy Oliphant playing that guy was great. Um, yeah, the season's been Leon is killing it. Yeah, when they go and play, uh, they go to the arcade because they've got the <laughs> the handicap. The handicap. Like you know what even makes the handicap cap like? So they get like a, uh, a handicap. Fucking sticker, sick thing, and what makes that even better is when you think back like thirty years ago, how that was such a thing in Seinfeld episodes. Parking, like parking, was always like throughout the years. Park, you know, and there's like, you know, there was that episode when they're lost in the in the parking garage, and they talk about the handicapped spot and all that. So like, there's Larry, a lot of history Larry behind David it. it. Limping over to the. A meter man, yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, so, so like all of those little things, those little vignettes of him using the handicap sticker, um, you know that those have been built up for years. Like this is knowing that he wrote shit about this like thirty years ago. This has all been building to this point, and it just I don't. Know, I think that makes it so much funnier. <laughs> uh, so yeah, um, favorite episode. I mean, it's still the first episode, right? Like not even close. Yeah, first episode's great. Uh, when he wears the, the Make America the MAGA hat, it's like probably one of the best things. And then Trump <laughs> tweeted it out. You saw that? Yeah. Trump tweeted a lot of stuff. Trump went to a rally and, and talked bad about uh, the Oscars. That was cool. He's still yeah. gonna be president because Fucking South Korea. What was that all about? That's what he said. Bring back God with the wind. And then John Oliver last night was like, yeah, bring back like some sort of racist yeah. white movie. Yeah. Um, it, it's amazing. But like the overcorrection to Trump, if you go the other way, is astounding. And we're all so fucked. Um, all right. Last but not least, you just said it. The Outsider. Are you caught up? I'm caught up. All right. So this we're going to end with The Outsiders. If you're not caught up, you don't want to hear about it. Sayonara, so we'll talk to you tomorrow uh, or next week. Big news and outsider, Ben Mendelsohn is finally in. Ben Mendelsohn is awesome. He sees the the outsider is now transformed into the guy and that he's a real thing and he just gives that nod that he finally believes. So there's a couple things. The episodes have been getting worse, I feel like, of the, of the outsider. But I, just, I just don't know who's... But they have to because now they're they are, they're finally starting to make some decisions. Like before, when they could keep it ominous, they could do more, and it was a little more interesting. It's what always happens, and anything that's scary or any kind of whodunit. Once you got to start laying down the pieces of who did it and why, it always becomes a little, you know, less. It's not it's not as good. But um, he's just so good. That guy's got so much range. He can play everything. Um, I like Harriet Tubman in it. Um, yeah. I like the guy. I didn't know. I forgot. I was trying to think about the guy who's in love with Harriet Tubman. He was in House of Cards. It's killing me what he was from. Um, but yeah, like, I love that they had the guy who, by the way, the, the guy that they had arrested, you know, who owned this, who worked the strip club. I love that they had him arrested so that this way his whereabouts were always known. It's really smart. It's cool. I like everybody banding together to be like, look, we're going to have to, this is the only way we're going to be able to show you. The problem with that guy is, I really like that guy as an actor, but he's super Irish. And so his southern accent sucks. And every once in a while, his Irish, like, sing-song voice comes out when he's doing his southern accent. Um, What was the movie he was in with the kids in New York? Do you remember that? It was a great movie. I haven't been able to think of it. Where that guy... Who's the star of this? He was a father, and he was married to uh, the 
girl who played one of the precog, the main precog in Minority Report. This is how my brain works. Oh, in America? In America. That's a good movie. Yeah, and they had the daughter. Yeah, I love that movie. I forgot that was him. Yeah, see, yeah. So I always think of that guy as that guy. Yeah, that's a great movie. Um, but, um, yeah, so. I just don't. How are they going to kill this thing? I don't know. I didn't. Did you like hearing them chomp chomp? No, I didn't like hearing them chomp. <laughs> there was like bones getting like chewed up and stuff. It was gnarly, but you couldn't see it. They just heard it. Um, the scenery takes the little girl, the little boy is awesome though. That was freaky. Any place with people with masks is just not good. Yeah, no. We should outlaw masks. I mean, Halloween I'm alright with, but the rest of the time, let's not do let's not do animal masks. It's like weird things happen. So now we're all banding together, and all these like groups are going to get together and hunt this guy down. Yeah, I guess. I guess so. But the argument I was having last night was, did the father of the little boy get scratched when he tackled him? I don't know. It doesn't matter because it takes the thing 27 days or something. To, they're going to catch him in like the next day or two in the script. Okay. Um, but... My biggest thing that there's a plot hole is that Jason Bateman's family isn't, like, dying like the other families that have been touched by this guy have been. You know, like, all the other people, like, that have been, like, come in contact with this thing, their whole families have all died. Have they? Yeah. Like, one way or another, like, there's tragedies, people going to prison, people, like, committing suicide, all this stuff. It basically takes down their whole family. It, like, bleeds through that family. And it hasn't done that to, uh, to, uh, Jason Bateman's family. It's so, true. question. Do you think Ben Mendelsohn survives? Mm, Yes. I do because on the way out, his wife says to him, I can't survive losing you too. And I think that that was, that made me feel like good enough that he was going to make it. Do you, do you think Harriet Tubman survives? No. Um, One of those characters is going to die. You're right. That's a good call. I'm trying to find the grandfather who tackled the kid, who tackled the guy with the kid to see if that guy is in multiple... Oh, he's definitely in the next one because I saw the... Uh, oh, he is? I saw the coming attractions. Oh. They have him, like, being interrogated about who the guy is that he tackled. I think he joins the fight. Okay. Because there's a cut to of, like, a group of people with torches and shit going into the caves, so... Oh. It's kind of like a Frankenstein-type deal. Um, okay. But anyway... Um, I think that this is the guy. Um, All right, so what else you got? That was it. I mean, that was that was my last uh, discussion point. That was I mean, good. That's a lot good of hour. The uh, the outsider. But I mean, do you? So let, wait before you. Overall, you you happy with the outsider? Are you in? Yeah, I'm happy with the outsider. I think it's been really good. I don't. You know, supernatural is really hard to Stephen King supernatural shit. That's really hard to pull off, and I think that they're doing it. I like it. All right. Cool. Sounds great. Uh, I guess we'll talk next week. Um, yeah, well, I... You're going to New York. I'm going to New York on Sunday, All so... Right. I guess we'll... Have I don't know how we're going to... I mean, I, I might be able to do it from New York. You know, timing may work out. I don't know. Um, we'll figure it out. I want to go see The Invisible Man, but I know you don't want to see it. I don't think that looks good. I'm going to see that on Monday, probably. All right, well, uh, <laughs> on one of my days off, I'm going to watch. Great. I tried to do something yesterday, but I was so beat. I mean, next week we're going to be working until 6 a.m., but I came back at 2, 2 a.m. on Sunday, slept all day, took a nap for the first time in a long time, from like 3 to 4, 4.30, an hour and a half nap. 
That was awesome. That's great. Well, how'd you feel? Still tired. But did you like the nap? I was tired all day. How did you How did you feel when you woke up from the nap? I felt like I was wasting the day, and I felt like bad about myself. Uh, so I was just like, I don't know. I had a problem. I had a problem with my nap yesterday. I took a nap yesterday. Same sort of thing. Because like now that I'm like again, uh, this is probably the last week of sobriety for me. Oh yeah, day twenty two. Um, but like I used to like yesterday I went. So you're going back to being an idiot. <laughs> yesterday I went I went down to Abbott Kinney. I had to go do some stuff in Venice. Abbott Kinney is like this really shishi street with lots of stores and they're all very overpriced. It used to be a really cool place. Now it's a really super hipstery place. Um, actually, it's because I bought the sweatshirt at a place that it only has a store there. When I was returning my sweatshirt, because it was the wrong size, because everything's like three sizes too small, because they're all for hipsters. The the only other person in the store was Josh Holm. Do you know who that is? No. He's a he's the guitarist and singer from um, um, Queens of the Stone Age. Oh, okay. Who's probably? Or they were just talking about that with Dave Grohl. It's gonna be probably somebody that you, that's running a New Year circle, and I was very tempted. To be like, because we're, we're in this tiny store, and so it's like, you have to, like, interact with each other, and I just want to be like, hey, I know some stuff, but of course I didn't, I was like, um, anyway, the point is, I went and did all the shopping and stuff yesterday, and I said, you know, I can't believe we did this without stopping and having, like, a drink somewhere, and I was like, but when I used to do that, not like I, but like, I, I used to feel like everywhere I went, everybody was doing that. And I was like, the like you know, and I was like, look how much fun everybody's having. They're all, it's like, we're all in a big Gatsby party. And now, <laughs> like, now that you don't, you're like, nobody else is out having a cocktail for, during this. I don't need to go, you know. It's been, so it's been good. That's one of those good things. But um, I got to go with a client on Thursday, so I might, I don't want to get into it with them. I might just uh, Succumb to peer pressure. All right. Well, uh, good luck with uh, finishing out your sobriety. <laughs> Thank you. Uh, let.